Good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour. Yes, we are here. We are live on this Thursday, the 30th of March. I hope this finds you well. I know all of you were concerned. Were the, were the toilets going to be working today or were they not? They got it done. I got to tell you, fascinating. You know, the uh, for those of you that don't know, if you weren't listening yesterday, we, we've we had a sewer problem. I get, you know, what do you want to call I get a clog that was uh, apparently too much to handle for the regular plumber. I learned something new. You know, there's these commercial plumbers, and then there's, I guess, your regular plumbers, and the regular plumbers, you know, they'll take care of the line from you know, your building to the sewer. But then if the sewer is backed up, then it's somebody else. And yesterday they came out and they, you know, kind of like fighting fire with fire, they fought water with water, and they just blew it right out. (laughs) We have no idea what was in it. And the funny thing is, is I guess it just goes right out into the city. So congratulations, City of Phoenix, uh, you got a great uh, little present from 2010 West Parkside yesterday. But all is well. We are back on schedule. Our toll-free number, 800 As we're winding down the end of the quarter, tomorrow at the close, we will have our second winner in our Facebook giveaway contest. Uh, if you haven't joined us on Facebook, do it. We're going to give you all kinds of chances to win free stuff all the time uh, for absolutely nothing other than uh, taking your educated guesses. Uh, The website, allamericangold.com. We're getting ready to start shipping metals programs. If you're not in that program, make sure you read about it. It's It's not one of the best. It is the best program uh, if you're one of those people like uh, a lot of us, maybe you're a small business owner. Right? Maybe you are the business. Uh, you don't have a regular access to a 401k. This is a great way. This is a great program. Uh, you can start with as little as $100 a month. There is no maximum. You can do as much as you like. You want to do 500 a month, 300 a month, 3000 a month. It, it really doesn't matter. At the end of every quarter, we total up all of it, and then we make one mass buy, which allows us, you know, as you know, when you buy in volume, you get to buy for less. And so everybody that's in the program, you're going to be buying at the lowest prices possible. And why is it the best program out there? Because there are no fees. The only fee you ever pay is a shipping fee. That's it. You actually get the stuff, too. Nobody else holds it. You don't get charged 2% a year for the rest of your life or anything like that. You can stop it, start it, cancel it, pause it. I don't know. I can't. However, backwards, forwards, it's up, down, east, west, north, south. There are no fees. Four physical deliveries every year. It now takes us about two weeks. Uh, that's how popular the program has become. If you want more details, go out to our website, click on the medals program button, and and you can 
get all the information you need. If you want to sign up, Arlene is here. Uh, maybe later in the program we'll get Arlene in here. She can introduce herself to you. She's done a great job. I will tell you this. She's the nicest person here. I mean, hands down. I was going to start helping her, you know, hey, you should say this or say that. And I'm like, after a while, I'm like, oh, she's got it. She's nicer than, than I could ever possibly be. So if you want to talk to nice people, call when Arlene is here. That's Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And then the two mean people, that's me and Wendy, on Mondays and Tuesdays. But uh, maybe we'll get her in here. You know what? I've known her, and I was thinking about this. It's coming up on, what, 10 years? I actually coached uh, one of her twins in basketball at, in, at when they were in seventh grade. And now they're they're both uh, productive adults in their 20s. You know, it, it's crazy. It really, really is uh, how quickly uh, the world goes by. And I will tell you, the CBO today, for those of you that don't know what that is, that's the Congressional Budget Office. Um, and they came out, and, and they do this every year. They kind of give you, you know, these little updates, and they do different updates throughout the year about the debt. And not just the debt, they do other things, but this one was the what they call the long-term debt picture. And, you know, you, it, the thing about this, this is a 30-year look. And so... When you start to kind of decide, hey, how am I going to get ready? What is the best way to protect my wealth, to insure my wealth? Uh, Is it in the debt markets? Is it in the stock market? Uh, Is it in a 401k or an IRA? Is it in, uh, maybe it's, is it in land? Is it in real estate? Maybe it's in homes. Is it in precious metals? Uh, We're going to break down uh, at least a, a pretty good portion of that report and and kind of see exactly what I've been warning about. And really, this is the funny thing, because I, I, I like to take a little smaller chunks, you know, five years and ten years. Uh, this was a 30-year look at where the debt and deficits are heading. And, I, you know, it's fascinating when they do this because the – the stock channels were report on it for about 57 seconds. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's how, much, how much they want you to pay attention to it, and then they want to return you to your, their regularly scheduled programs. Uh, and we're going to talk about that. I tweeted out uh, this morning. By the way, if you want to follow us on Twitter, at Patriot Trading One, uh, just a really great article talking about kind of the same thing which has to do with the entitlement, Social Security, Medicaid, and then, and then of course, your 401Ks and your IRAs. Uh, so it's going to be a really interesting show today. You're not going to want to miss it. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Patriot Radio News Hour. Double J, all of you, thank you so much year after year. It is amazing 
how many of you continue to tune in and and really get educated on what is happening out there. You know, you start thinking about all the all the things that used to be true that seemingly today no longer apply. You know, I think about like you know, used to remember we used to have people run for president that would would talk about balancing the budget. Right? Remember those? Remember those years? Of course, that was when the deficit was, you know, below six or seven trillion dollars. But now it's shut off here at almost twenty. We we now no longer know exactly how much it is. And you think about investing, right? And all of us that you know, they've they've made you believe that if you didn't have a 401k, you were missing out. And if your company offered it and you didn't take it advantage, you didn't take advantage of it, right? You must be, you know, you know, pretty much an idiot. And this is what you need to do, and you have to save your money to get ready for retirement. And they showed these all these different commercials with the the green lines, the orange money, right? People walking around with all of these dollar signs and all, most of them were in the millions of dollars, which almost nobody has, but but yet that that, that was the image that they wanted to portray. And they've done a very good job. I mean, think about it. What do they have? Let's see. It's just at my house, there's at least three or not three to four. And actually, there's four. Three fifty-three. I have Directv. So those of you with Directv, I think the channels are same all over the country. So three fifty-three is Bloomberg. Three fifty-five is CNBC. Three fifty-nine is Fox Business. And then you got three fifty-seven. If you uh, and that's on when the U.S. markets are off, that one's on. When you've got four channels dedicated to nothing but debt and why you should own it, right? And they they show all these glamorous things associated with it. And one of the things they used to tell us long term, you have to invest long term. You hear nobody say, buy and hold. Remember that? Remember, buy and hold? <laughs> oh, don't worry, just keep, just hold it. It'll be fine. Right now, if the health care bill doesn't pass the House of Representatives, everybody freaks out. <laughs> if the Russians, if Boris called you about the election, everyone's going to freak out. I still don't understand that one. I really don't. I, I, I've i listened, and, and I, I can't even listen anymore to it. I mean, what did they really do? I know they hacked the DNC's computers. Not that this has what we do, but the DNC, just so everybody knows, decided they didn't want the, I don't know if it was Homeland Security, whoever it was that normally is in charge of their database. They didn't want to use that. And they decided to use it on their own, and they got hacked. 
I don't know what happened. I mean, usually when people hack, they want the, the information, your name, your address, right? If, if you got a, hopefully you got a credit card bill or something or a credit card number on file or something like that. But I, I'm still, I still don't, what did they do? Right, where people, you know, were, was Boris calling people up and threatening them, you know, right? If you don't vote for Donald, or was it the other way around? I don't know. But anyway, anything to distract us, right? But you go back and you think long-term, buy and hold, right? We're going to balance the budget, right? None of these things apply anymore. Matter of fact, they only care about the next five minutes. And you start asking yourself, what, what happened? Why are we making that kind of a change? Right? Think about right. We and we talk about it on this show a lot because this is really the ultimate slap in the face, which was right as the the baby boomers, the people that owned the majority of the retirement, got to retirement age. They stopped paying the interest. (laughs) Because remember, that was another thing they told you. Hey, when you get to 55, get out of stocks. You go into bonds. Right? You go into CDs. You buy treasury. Right? You just collect the interest because that's safe. So already inherently, they told you, hey, the stock market is really risky. But when talking about the government debt, talking about debt and budget deficits. The CBO came out today and said both are going to spiral higher over the next three decades. And he says the report warns that rising debt and deficits risk another crisis. And this is part of the thing that, that really has happened. You know, you start thinking about how the debt gets piled on to people now. Right, when you go to college now, the second you hit campus, right, you're either there on student debt loans, right? And when you get there, the next thing that happens is you get all the credit cards, right, and all that stuff, and, and you're, you're graduating from college with more debt than, you know, really you start thinking about it. Just 30, let's go back 30 years. So now you're you're back in the 80s. And now one year of college is the price that four-plus years used to be. And back in the 80s, yeah, there was some student debt, but not like this. And the credit card debt, there was credit card debt, but not like this. There was automobile debt, but not like this. The average price of a, of a home was still under $100,000. And they said that the, that the prospects of such a large and growing debt poses substantial risk for the nation. And present policymakers with significant challenges, due largely to the increase in Medicare and Social Security, the federal debt will reach a hundred and fifty percent 
of gross domestic product in 2047. Now, they are very bad estimators, the CBO, and, I, and, and I'll say this, they, they, they paint the best picture possible because they're required to, because they're only allowed to use certain data points that are provided to them. So they're not able to say, well, we actually think, you know what, the economy's going to slow a little worse, or there's going to be a recession, or there's going to be a war, there's going to be this. That none of that's in there. It says the current debt held by the public and the overall debt now exceeds 100% of GDP. And they said that in in the addition to the booming debt, they say that the budget deficit, okay, so this will be the yearly number, will more than triple from the projected 2.9% in 2017. Now, I, I point this out because this was another one of these things that they told us for decades. As long as GDP, debt to GDP, current year, was below 3%, that was okay. So now this year, it's projected to be 2.9%. They say by 2047, It'll more than triple to 9.8%. And and so I, I was just doing some math because I wanted to, how much are they saying a year on average, right, is the yearly deficit going to go up? And at a, almost a quarter of a point a year. You know, you start thinking about, like, the Federal Reserve raising interest rates by a quarter of a point. Similar projection here for the deficit. So that alone, that number alone tells you that they're basing this off of interest rates that are not going to rise. But that would mean starting next year, and this would be an average, obviously, next year, and every year thereafter, the debt-to-GDP yearly ratio is going to exceed the don't exceed number of 3%. It says large and growing federal debt over the coming decades would hurt the economy and constrain future budget policy. You start thinking about why doesn't why don't we have the growth? The office cites rising rates as another of the culprits for increasing debt burden, right? They said the Federal Reserve has kept rates artificially low since the crisis struck in 2008. They say rising deficits will add to the debt load because the government's going to be forced to borrow more and more money at potentially higher rates to cover the expenses. Mandatory spending excluding health care is actually projected to decline as a share of GDP, as is discretion.
discretionary spending. Now, I don't know where they get that because, you know, right, Donald Trump's on record as saying, hey, listen, I'm going to increase military spending and I'm going to increase infrastructure spending. But here's what they're getting at. They're saying this is going to crowd out these programs. It says that that in order for the debts and deficits to stay in line with just the historical average, the government would have to cut spending and increase revenue, and they gave it a, a starter number. This is what I loved about this report. The, they called it the get-the-process-rolling number. The government would have to come up with the equivalent between spending cuts and increased revenue of $620 billion starting next year. So, as you kind of look at what they're really saying in all of this, it's pretty much unpayable. You think about the the government spending now. You know we're just north of four trillion, but Social Security and Medicare alone eat up over half of that. Matter of fact, almost two point four trillion. Then you put defense spending on there, and 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 let's throw in the fifty four billion Donald Trump says he's going to get. That puts just those three programs at over $3 trillion. Then you say, well, we, we've got the interest that we've already accrued on the debt. And that number, depending on where rates shake out here, I mean, that number could be a really big. But right now, since rates are still low, even if, let, let's just say the Fed's raise rates again, and let's say they do it twice. Now you're somewhere around... trillion. You kind of can do some math to get to the rest. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we're upholding the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly, a constitutional attorney and articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. And now, from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly. Alexis de Tocqueville is a name well-known to educated Americans as a remarkable Frenchman who traveled our country in the mid-19th century and wrote his perceptive commentaries about what kind of country we had formed. His book, published in 1835, after nine months of traveling, was called Democracy in America. It has been described as the most comprehensive analysis of character and society in America ever written. Here are some words of wisdom from Alexis de Tocqueville's book, which I think would be appropriate on the day after the great Christian feast of Easter. Upon my arrival in the United States, the religious aspect of the country was the first thing that struck my attention. In France, I had almost always seen the spirit of religion and the spirit of freedom marching in opposite directions. But in America, I found they were intimately united. 
Continuing to quote from Alexis de Tocqueville, The Americans combine the notions of Christianity and of liberty so intimately in their minds that it is impossible to make them conceive the one without the other. They brought with them into the new world a new form of Christianity, which I cannot better describe than by styling it a democratic and republican religion. Then, in Book Two of Democracy in America, de Tocqueville added this, Christianity has therefore retained a strong hold on the public mind in America. In the United States, Christianity itself is a fact so irresistibly established that no one undertakes either to attack or defend it. My comment is, this is just one more confirmation of the fact that the people who created America believed in their right and duty to call upon Almighty God and His Son Jesus Christ in all kinds of public places and events. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Religious liberty is under attack. In schools, churches, and private businesses, a new wave of hostility to religion is being touted by the media and upheld by radical judges. To share your thoughts and experiences, go to pseagles.com and join the blog conversation. That's pseagles.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour. Our toll free number eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Making her radio debut is is Arlene. She is our now. I guess she's our. She works more than Wednesday now, and uh, Arlene works Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. When Wendy only works Monday and Tuesday, and and uh, you know it seems like every year. Since I've owned the company, Wendy wants to work one day less. So I finally got to the point where I had to bring somebody in. And, and Arlene's perfect because I've known her for a long time. She's been a customer for almost not quite as long as I've known her. She didn't even know what I did when I first started coaching her son. She had no idea. Right. And it was actually, you were a referral. I was. Right? And, and th- you know, this is one of the great things about how we do business. So many people love it. Not only do they reorder, but they tell their friends, and you're like, I know him, <laughs> right? Yeah, well, it's funny because I was working um, in a flooring company, and my boss, one day, we were out making calls, and we're driving in the car, and he's like, so, um, is your son playing in the game with Coach Double this weekend? And I looked at him, and my mouth dropped, and I'm like, how do you know Coach double how do you know double j and then that was it he told me he goes well do you know what joe does for a living i'm like no he's just coach double he's jacob's coach (laughs) and he told me what he did and uh he turns me on he said you know joe has a radio station every day and i'm like really i started listening and you know he started mentoring me and i started picking joe's brain and the rest is history, and it didn't take me long to just roll over my IRA. And right, you rolled over it, your IRA. It's been a great. And, and let me tell me. you right now, you, you've done well with it, but you, you've done both. You've you've been you've been a buyer. Yeah. You you've been a seller. Absolutely. Equally as easy. Oh, very easy. Yes. And very and easy. and it's just one of those things that, and I and I and I love it because 
Arlene's a great example because she's been on both sides of it. And, and you know, the, the people out there, they make it sound like it's such a complicated and hard process and all of those things. And, and really, you, you're a great example. And, and, and uh, you know, Ar- Ar- Arlene's at that age where, where she, she gets Social Security and all that. And I don't mean to, yeah, no, to throw that out there, but this is kind of where, where it is. And and now she she just sells a little bit here and to yeah, to go along with her social security. Yeah, it's been great to me. It supplements my income. And and it's right at you know at whether it's once a month, once a quarter, wherever it is, and and she just kind of like okay, Joe, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. Right. And, and it's, it's like just, it's that time again. <laughs> and, and it's just so easy. And and I think it was. Uh, so appropriate because we're talking about all of the things that they told you as you were allegedly preparing mm-hmm. uh, for your retirement, right? And and the the buy and the hold and and the and you know you got to put your money in your four hundred one k through your work and they had remember companies would match and now they don't match nearly as much and then the the dirty little secret that they just what a year and a half ago finally said ah eh, yeah we kind of been ripping you off right we whack you two to three percent every single year whether we do anything or not and and every time you you looked at it it never did as good as the markets and, and all of those other things but it's one of those things where you really have to start paying attention now because they changed all the rules Right, they changed them all. Right, buy and hold is out. Right, get rid of that. Right now, you gotta you gotta be a stock picker. Which, if you're in an IRA or four hundred one k, you don't get that luxury. No. You can't do that. Right, and and then the going into bonds, going into something safe, as they called it, gotta go into the safe stuff. Right, and you buy a CD at your bank, or you buy a ten year treasury note. And you get six, seven, eight percent, right? And you're supposed to quote unquote live off the interest, right? So if Arlene was doing that today, you wouldn't be living off any interest because they don't give you any. I would, right? But nonetheless, this is what they did to get you to do it, right? Right? This is the story that they told, and now here it is, and and the story is unraveling. Right, the budget deficit didn't get paid off. We weren't going to be okay because all the money we were going to save on the interest on the debt was going to fund your Social Security, was going to fund your Medicare and your Medicaid, and it was going to obviously, you know, the largest portion of America's wealth is in the retirement money. And last year, up oh, Arlene's got to go. We got to get that call. Arlene, thank you for coming on. Well, it was our first time. It's so nervous. It, it, it's a lot of pressure when, when you when you get on for the first time. It really is nerve wracking. I remember the first time I was doing a show. You know, we were on shortwave back then. We were doing. We were on in Colorado, but we weren't on anywhere else. We didn't podcast or anything like that. The only way you could listen was to listen live or if Colorado ran a repeat. And we were on the shortwave. And the studio, the office that we were renting at the time uh, was up in Carefree. Some of you will remember that place. When we first went on the air in Arizona, 
Our office was up in Carefree. And there was this glass uh, conference room. So the whole conference room was encased in glass windows, and right, so you could see in, see out. And we had the the conference room table, and that's where we put the studio. And I remember Eric and Jim, right? So Eric and my father-in-law Jim were standing in front of the glass. And I'm doing this show for the first. It was very nerve-wracking. So I appreciate uh, Arlene uh, doing that. And we'll, we'll we'll hear more and more from her. She's a great gal. But we're talking about where the money is. Trillions and trillions of dollars. You look at what the CBO had to say. Hey, these debts, they're not... I don't know how you get them paid, right? You don't. And the bigger they get, right, the harder it is for us to grow. Look at where we're at. You don't have to have an IQ that high to figure out what's wrong. And they changed all of those rules. Think about what they decided to change. They decided that, you know what, if things get bad again, we're going to not allow you to get out. In other words, no getting to the sidelines, right? You hear that on on the idiot box all the time. It's time to go to the sidelines. I don't know who they're talking to, but, but you know, if you have a 401k at your work, you can't go to the sidelines. Time to go to the sidelines, right? No, they're not going to allow you to do it. We're going to talk about what that means and why, why it is when we return. Talking about changing the rules, right? They're great at it, right? They change the way they calculate GDP. They change the way they calculate unemployment. They change the way they calculate inflation, right? Then now they change the rules on your retirement, and they do it constantly. So the latest changes are when things get bad, we're going to prevent you from selling out of your money market, your IRAs, your 401Ks. We're just going to block you. Now, one of the other things they were supposed to do was they were supposed to also guarantee they were going to be looking out for your best interest, but that's one of the regulations that the Trump administration is, is going to do away with. And quite honestly, just be, you know, uh, all truth in that, I don't mean to sound like that was a bad thing. I do think that people do really do need to pay attention to, to what it really has cost you. But when you look at, and this was out of uh, SRS Rocco, one of, he, he does great research. The U.S. retirement market is in big trouble. Annual benefits paid are now larger than total contributions. Okay, and we see that on Wall Street today. And what I mean by that is you look at the volume. 
it's about pretty close to half of what it was when I first started. And almost all of that is from retirement accounts. It says, when payouts become larger than contributions, then you have the making of a Ponzi scheme. Right? Think about Bernie Madoff. Right? Charles Ponzi, by the way, is where that name Ponzi scheme came from. And he had ran, he ran a scheme uh, uh, with the post office, or against the post office, way back in the day. Uh, but, you know, that, that essentially is like any Ponzi scheme. As long as I've got more money coming in than, I, than I'm paying out, I won't get caught. The second I need to pay out more than I've got coming in, it doesn't work anymore. And that's what happened to Bernie Madoff. Right? He was a legendary investor. <laughs> right? No matter what the, what the economic conditions were, he got you 8%. Right? There's that thing you get, right? They all, you know, 6 to 8% every year, blah, blah, blah. And he always got you 8 He didn't actually make any trades. And it worked great until the crash and people wanted their money. And he couldn't get new money to replace the old money. Americans who have invested their hard-earned money into a 401k had no idea that it was the greatest Ponzi scheme in history. Unfortunately, when the markets cracked, so will the value of their retirement. Now, I want you to think about this. Remember the people that invented the 401k? You know, you, you know, you think about the CBO and their 30-year projection, right? It was, it was about 30 years ago, a little longer, that the 401k came into existence. It was never, ever meant to be your retirement vehicle, right? Matter of fact, that I, you know, all the people that created that came out and said this wasn't what we wanted these people to do, because they know now. And you got to remember now, they're as old as you, right? And they're 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 at retirement age, and they're like, this is really risky. We didn't mean for we just meant for this to be a supplement. But you take a little bit of what you worked for, and maybe you can hit a home run. But then again, you may not. And it can't be everything that you have. On the other hand, Americans who are wise enough to purchase physical metal will protect their wealth when the U.S. paper retirement market collapses. Of course, he's talking about Wall Street. And calling that the retirement market. According to the most recent data, the U.S. retirement market ballooned to a record high of $25 trillion at the end of last year. Now think about at the market low, at 09, 08. Remember the Dow hit like 6,000, 6,400. It's now at 20,000, so you would think that that number would be at least three times, right? I mean, 
6,000 to 18,000, right? That's that's doubling and two, that's 200% and then a little more a little more than 200%. According to the data at the end of the low of the crash, so the housing and the banking sector collapses of 2008. U.S. retirement markets recovered or increased from a low of $14 trillion to $25 trillion. So you got about 78% of the gain, right? And of course, (laughs) you have had... About six, you lost at least 16 to 20% in fees. And then the rest of it is you never quite do as good as what the market does. But we're going to talk about what it means for that $25 trillion. And remember what I told you, what they're not going to allow you to do. And then start thinking about why that is. Pedro Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. So what lies ahead? The last year where the data had been compiled, Americans contributed $374 billion into their private sector uh, direct uh, contribution plans. Total paid out of those plans, $402 billion. So you're, you're looking at a Oh, what a twenty-nine, almost a twenty-nine billion dollar shortfall. Of course, as as all of you know, as you get to that retirement age, what do you start doing? Right, we talk a little well, like Arlene. You start supplementing your income. So, why is the U.S. retirement market in big trouble? Well, it's pretty clear. As the debt exploded, okay, the national debt, 1980, was $875 billion. Believe it or not, the retirement market at that time was about $822 billion, so almost the same. Of course, now the national debt's at $20 trillion. You throw in the Fed's balance sheet of, what, almost, what, $5 trillion, $4.5 trillion, you get to $25 trillion. Hmm, the same size as the retirement that you have. But now the retirement is what? Starting to go the other way. Debt is not an asset. Got to remember that. The true value is subtracting debt from assets. Right? So when you subtract all of our debt from the assets in your retirement account, there is no more money, right? There is no asset. And and it really is a, a really interesting observation. And now you start thinking about all the things they changed on you. They stopped paying the interest. Why? Right? Oh, it's the economy and all that. It was. Yeah, that was part. Do you know what the national debt would be if they had to pay you Cola adjustments of seven percent or five percent be off the chart. Right now, 
now start thinking that the people that own the vast majority of this wealth are becoming net sellers. As a matter of fact, by the time you hit 70, you have to sell. Who's going to buy it? The millennials? The millennials are going to buy it? They're the ones that are going to step into these markets, and you see, this is kind of the problem. Right, and this is the problem with debt. The debt is great, and as long as you have a new buyer to step in and fill the void. And this is why, at least in, in his opinion, these markets are setting up uh, for, for a kind of a nasty outcome. And then you kind of look at what the CBO has to say. Nasty, right? I mean, how, where does the money come from? Today we have, uh, we just checked in with our bullion bank. Silver, which has been on a tear Matter of fact, even today, silver still eighteen dollars uh, twenty-five cents. We have old date U.S. silver eagles. You're going to save fifteen bucks a roll. They're all the way down to four dollars and twenty-five cents. So if you think a roll, and these are old dates. Four dollars twenty or four hundred twenty-five. Dollars a roll for old date U.S. silver eagles puts you right at three dollars over spot at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. How much does your portfolio weigh? Everybody, take care. We'll talk again tomorrow.